This is Casey. And this is Chris. This is a brand new episode of Tile Light Talk. So, DFAT Coast to Coast, buddy. It is DFAT Coast to Coast. We said that we were going to do more episodes consistently. Uh, We lied. We didn't lie. Here's what happened. Chris moved literally across the country. He moved to California. So, in that move, uh, yeah. (laughs) We we lost. We I saw the last episode was a month ago. So it was. Get, was it the know, one we did at your house? The trifecta yes. one. Ugh. Yes. Wow. So we will get back to it. We will get more consistent. Um, apologies because we just totally not. <laughs> but such, we're gonna. We're such is life. Such is life. But we're we're coming back. We're coming back. So first of many, this is gonna be a good one. This is a juicy one. Lots of news has come out lately, and let's get right to it. So, the top of the stack, uh, <laughs> we got some Star Wars news. Um, There's a copyright behind that word. Uh, TM, TM, guys, TM. <laughs> um, and check out the top of the stack. We're recording this on the 23rd. Top of the stack just came out, and lots of good stuff written by Clay, who's going to New York Comic Con. God damn you, Clay. God damn it. Good for him. Exactly. Um, Exactly. Clay's one of our writers for don't forget tall.com, but yeah. All right. First things first. Obi-Wan. What are we saying in here? <laughs> Let's discuss it up, man. Discuss it up. Uh, what do you think? You know, I, I don't I even have to happen. <laughs> I'll be quite honest with you. It's not even much of a discussion, in my opinion, because we knew it was going to happen. Uh, Ewan McGregor's all about it, and we're all about it. So that's it. Star Wars said that they're going to make an Obi-Wan movie, and we all knew it. Um, one of the interesting things that they also mentioned is that they might be doing a Jabba's Palace movie. What? Yeah. The, the tale yeah. from Jabba's Palace? They said Jabba the Hutt uh, standalone, but I mean... No. You know, that, that would work better as like a Netflix anthology series. Well, that would be the way to do their anthology series is do Tales from Jabba's Palace, work in the Bounty Hunters. Like, basically, here's what you do. You start off the episode, you see a panning shot, kind of like Tales from the Crypt. You go into the Jabba's Palace, you see different things, and then you see a whole group of characters, you know, like drinking, dancing, eating, whatever. And then every episode starts with you panning in to one specific character and then going into their... Uh, tale and how they ended up at Jabba's Palace. Listen, Kathleen Kennedy, I just created your show for you. That's if right. you need to call us or email us, don't forget a towel uh, one at gmail.com. <laughs> we'll be answering your emails, Kathleen Kennedy, or someone at Lucasfilm, whoever it is. I don't care if it's, uh, it's Dave Filoni. You need help developing the episodes. We're here. Because I just wrote your first one. As long as it's not one of your lawyers saying that we just stole one of your ideas. Yeah, I know. They're like, actually, that's literally what we decided to do, and we need to sue you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Obi-Wan movie, fuck yeah. You know, whatever. I don't care. It's great. I don't know why they didn't announce it at uh, D23 or Comic-Con, but sure, do it in a weird press release. That's fine. In the middle of a, the middle of a Wednesday afternoon, fine. Fuck it. Who cares? Yep. <laughs> Um, next piece of news. There's a new Inquisitor coming to the Darth Vader comic. Um, Inquisitors are introduced in Star Wars Rebels. They slowly but violently died off. 
when the show was good, better. <laughs> yeah, yes. To, you know, we had Buffy in there, but I like the I'm torn on the idea of the Inquisitors because I like that they're there because I think they're cool, but because they never played into the saga films, I'm also kind of like, why didn't they exist off in the fringes somewhere? Like, I get that Darth Vader is, like, your right-hand man emperor, but you clearly have a whole cadre of other evil-ass uh, Sith beings. So, to me, it's also kind of like, why did you even do this? So, yeah. Um, what do you think? One name. Mara Jade. If they uh, <laughs> do something like that, where instead of having the hand of the em- emperor... They decide that she's an inquisitor in this world. That that I could buy into something like that. I could definitely. That, do that. Um, but wouldn't you rather see Mara Jade cinematically first? Like, if in episode eight we learn that Luke was married to a, and they'll change her name to something. But you know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that's how they'll do it. I'm, I'm not saying you that. know, like maybe he like meets this younger girl, like twenty something girl. She's a force user. He brings her into the school. They fall in love. They get married. Ben kills her. You know what I mean? Like some crazy shit like that. Yeah. I mean, uh, of course. It sounds ultra violent. It does, 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 does. This new quiz, I just, I don't, violent. like you, I don't really care. I mean, it's like the Ahsoka book. Quizzer shows up and a new one shows up in that. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't know that. I care. I mean, right. they, they've been using it um, and using it well. But like you said, I mean, it's, it's something that really would have been probably made the saga a little bit more rich, you know, if it was more, uh, I guess that's where we also fall into the, the gray area where there are no force users technically until we start to see this new cannon, uh, opening up. Right. And then also we got Jedi and rebels during the time period, you know, and that are fighting with, with, with the rebels and right. nobody seems to remember them and, and formed the rebels. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it's it's kind of convoluted <laughs> for me. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I haven't really had a chance to read this comic, and I'm kind of upset about that. But I need to uh, get caught up in because I've heard it's pretty good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I haven't either since it got new. Who's writing it? Is it Colin Bond now, or is it Charles? Uh, Who's writing this? Oh, uh, is it Soul? I can't. I don't think it's. Soul. I don't know. Um, whatever. The old one by Kieran Gillen is so effing good. Yeah, it was just it's just one of the greatest things ever. Uh, so yeah, it is Charles Soul. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. I'll get back to it. I'm sure. He did good stuff with the the Lando comic. So he's he... one of the best. Yeah, he's one of the best writers right now. Definitely. Can, can you talk to us about the next topic? Because you, you know a lot more about it than I am. Yeah, I mean, it was just revealed today uh, on the Star Wars show that they revealed two vehicles, uh, two First Order vehicles from The Last Jedi. And, you know, in the trailer, we did see what looks to be a emulation of the Hoth battle, but on a different planet. And in the far reaches of the horizon, we see... Imperial walkers, or I'm sorry, first order walkers. And what it actually is, is an ATM six, which stands for all terrain mega caliber six. Now 
they're comparing it. They're saying it looks like a cross between a gorilla <laughs> and um, uh, and a walker. So I mean, it's it's really it's bulky and it has this giant cannon on its back. Hmm. It looks to do some major damage, and that's what the Mega Caliber Six is. It's a it's uh, the laser cannon. Okay, um, so it's very cool looking. Um, so it'll be interesting to see this in action. The other one, uh, the kind of similar to the the um, Darth Vader ship in Empire Strikes Back, uh, we're gonna see a First Order dreadnought, which is a giant star destroyer, basically. Uh, it's twenty five thousand feet long, making it about five miles long. <laughs> so uh, that's uh, it's pretty intense. Yeah, so, I mean, we've seen it before, but it'll be cool because you know rings and all. <laughs> so. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm. You know, I love ships, Star Wars. Yep, I'm all about it, man. I'm excited. Rocket. Okay, we got a healthy. I almost feel like taking this first topic and moving it down to the bottom. Um, what do you think? Taking these first two, move them down, and then before the commercial, let's let's do DC last, and then we'll. No, uh... no, no. We can do DC. I'm saying. The first two, yeah. Let's move all the way down to the bottom. Okay, that's fine. All right, sorry guys. Mid show, mid show change. Um, okay, so this is what we're doing. First thing, uh, we're, we're going to talk about Titans. Um, Anna D- Diop, maybe I don't know what her name is. That's what I was saying. I'm saying Anna Diop is cast as Starfire in the new Titans show. Um, I bet you they're going to save Nightwing for later, but I'm excited that she's going to be joining. Uh, I like, I like that character a lot. Yeah. Yeah. She's one of my favorites. Um, it's cool. I mean, we're going to start, it's going to start raining Titans casting call and it's going to, it's going to happen within the next week or so. So, uh, cause they've got to start shooting it if they want to put that show out on their streaming service. Yeah. Which we still don't know. Um, we still don't know 100% what we're, what we're dealing with with that, right? Most DC shows, a lot of, most DC, DC shows like, have already left Netflix now. Uh, so like Justice League is off. The Batman leaves uh, next month. So they're, they're setting up to put all their shows on there. I mean, and if, if it's... But then they signed that deal last year with, with Netflix for the CW shows. Yeah, which I mean, why can't they show it on both? Who know? Who knows? I mean, if Marvel and Disney can walk away from from Netflix in a way, you know, and they'll well, not Mar, not Marvel. Um, you're right. Yeah. Marvel and Star Wars are supposed to stay, but that's that's the same thing. It's like Disney can put it on Netflix and their own streaming service, mm-hmm. uh, and then in the future, not you know, not sign away as much stuff anymore. So, I mean. I'm sure some stuff will still be stuck on on um on Netflix from DC but you can already see the cartoons are headed that way which I mean they have a rich rich library of of episodes that they are just going <laughs> to I I I pay for the DC streaming service hands down Yeah Yeah I would it's just it's hard because it's like at that point what am I paying for a mm-hmm. Disney streaming service a Marvel streaming service you know what I mean? HBO, you, you know, when does stars, when does AMC, like what, what's going to happen? 
that's, right. that's my worry. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's when you start paying as much more for that than cable. Even, you know, it's like, right. Yeah. It's like, that was one of the reasons that we cut cables to right. have things. And now it's like, whoa, oh, you're not going to see it on Hulu. You're only going to see it on, you know, CW streaming CW seed or whatever. Yeah. I mean, we have to, I mean, we're really at the point of it's, it, it's an infancy of, of the streaming service. So, I mean, we've seen it through the major, you know, paid cable companies, which makes sense that you're paying that much for HBO and stuff, but who's going to want to pay 15, $16 for everything. I mean, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. I mean, you're going to have to charge. I wouldn't like people want how much is that? Uh, the WWE one it was supposed to be like $10 or something like that. I, I mean, heard that's, that's like, well, I've seen that. And honestly, that's one of the most robust stations. It's so good. Oh yeah. That's what I'm saying though. It's so if everything is going to be around the price point of $10, then you're looking at, you're still picking and choosing. So yeah. Yeah. It's a la carte. Um, yeah, we'll see. All right. So next thing, tell me about this. I don't know what this, uh, so doomsday clock is going to be the, uh, it's the big event that's going to introduce the Watchmen basically into the DC, uh, rebirth universe right now. Uh, so they mean, we know that they're there, that, been hinted at and and played around with so now this is the actual big uh big story and the first couple covers have come out feature like superman and dr manhattan on the cover and then there's one where like the trinity's symbols make up a rorschach uh design (laughs) and so that's like one of the big teases that uh rorschach will be involved i think it's a 12-part series i don't exactly know the release date uh but it's Jeff Johns is working hard on it. So twelve parts, twelve hours. That's it. Like of the clock. Of the clock. Um, oh yeah, that's exactly. It. I'm sure what they're gonna do. Uh, let's see. Hellboy is coming to Injustice Two. Looks yes, like somehow, some way, we're doing a. <laughs> we're getting in some dark horse and putting it into Injustice. It's very weird. Um, very cool at the same time. Uh, yeah. Well, Spawn is also supposed to be coming. If that's a thing. So if we see these characters show up, I mean, the greatest thing about Injustice is the the multiverse events that you can play. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's an easy way to put it in. Uh, and, of course, they're using Mortal Kombat characters in it. Uh, with Mortal Kombat, they use, like, Alien Predator. So, I mean, NetherRealm has no bounds when it comes to uh, getting... <laughs> Some uh, yeah, Freddy, Jason, like, Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, it's that's pretty awesome. So it's cool, and I mean, Hellboy fits in just fine. Yeah. Oh yeah, he looked yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, and then of course we're also getting Raiden and uh, Black Manta, which is cool. So and possibly Spawn. This one. Yeah, there's listen, there's like there's nine characters in all, and this is only the second three pack to be announced. Yeah. So there's yeah. one, one more coming, and then I'll buy yeah. them season pass when it's like 10 bucks oh yeah i'm gonna buy the whole thing when it's like 20 25 yeah, yeah. that game of the year edition or whatever yep. speaking of that fallout 4's game of the year edition comes out next month just <sighs> that i can finally buy that yep um this next thing do you know what the reveal is before i do okay i'm, so... not, ca- I'm not caught up i have not read i've only read the very second first one. uh one shot i didn't yeah. read the second one shot and i've not and uh i have not I have it in my poll, but uh, I've not even picked it up yet. So um, go ahead. You can, you can tell all about it. 
So the newest comic came out last week, Dark Knight's Metal, um, had a reveal at the end of Dream from the Neil Gaiman comic series, um, Sandman. Uh, so Dream, I guess Scott Snyder, he did an interview and said that he called up Neil Gaiman and said, you know, I have an idea and I want to use this character. And Neil Gaiman said, sure. And he was like, oh my God, I got his blessing. This is amazing. So we're going to see some weird shit <laughs> in this comic. Did you see that Joker? The yes. Joker Batman with the weird Robins? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I I really didn't know how I was going to feel about this crossover. I mean, uh, Rebirth has been really good you know, for the last year now. And it's, they've, they've proven that they're going the right direction. And this, this seemed like kind of a weird, weird event. And then all of a sudden you start to see these, these details emerge from it and these weird characters. And it, it looks wicked, especially coming from Scott Snyder and, and Greg Poole's back teamed up with him again. So, I mean, why the hell not? Well, this is going to change. It's going to do what he did for Batman where you're like, Oh shit. I think he's going to do something that changes the DC uh, universe again um, with this nth metal and, you know, dream is going to take them on this journey, but you didn't read it, read the comic or you did. I did not yet. No, oh, man. All right. I don't want to see anything else, but just okay. like the first couple pages, there's something so insane in it that I go, no way did they just fucking do this. And then they did it. Okay. Yeah, so if you haven't read that comic, there's three there's three comics, or I guess two comics leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's so good. And I mean, Scott Snyder has just been killing it with All-Star Batman anyway. So, I mean, just keep, keep that rolling. He's never going to stop writing Batman and coming up with these crazy, awesome stories for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um... Okay, next thing. Okay, so this is a big thing for DC. This week, DC has dropped just today, yesterday, some really random, crazy news. Um, Deadline reported that they announced that there's going to be a new DC film banner. Um, Within that banner, it's going to have the characters that we've known in the new DCEU, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, etc., but we may be getting movies that don't tie into the continuity. That is a rumor, mind you. Mm-hmm. Um, that is an interpretation of them saying new DC banner because that is quoted by Batman director Matt Reeves, but what does that mean? Chris and I were discussing it a little bit before we put on the camera, and I said, I think it means that we're going to get a Batman movie that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the continuity that we, you know, not the continuity, but doesn't have anything to do that would affect the events of justice league. So a Batman Arkham movie will introduce characters, but you're not going to see wonder woman show up in it. You're not going to see Batman or sorry, Superman show up in, in it other than maybe like a, a mention of the characters, but I don't think it's going to have any effect on the Avengers style thing. You know what I mean? It's not going to be like uh winter soldier where like we have uh, Nick Fury and black widow show up and it's a, it's a nice crossover film in that sense. I think these movies are going to be standalone superhero films like wonder woman 
that don't necessarily bleed into the bigger picture of, you know, whatever dark side decides to do when he shows up. Uh, so what are, what are your thoughts first on the, on the banner thing? And then we'll start breaking it down into some other individual quotes. I, you know, the whole thing about the DC and what they've done, say with the animated films and their success with that was not, you know, they were able to do all these different aspects of the DC universe uh, without, always being tied into what they were doing, like their new 52 animated universe. Mm. Uh, so they have films that have the same actors and the same characters and basically the same designs and, and it all kind of ties together there. But then you have other, other films that exist outside of it. Now, whether it's related to the animated series or it's uh, like the Arkham one. Uh, so I, you know what, this is something that, that Marvel, that to, to put it up against Marvel, they are not doing Everything is connected with Marvel as as much as it wants to be, but uh, I I for one would love to see some some other something that doesn't have the weight of this this Justice League uh, mess that they're now starting to clean up a little bit now with Wonder Woman and hopefully with Justice League. Uh, maybe maybe it's a it's a good direction to go in if you want to just do films at different levels too. Right. And I mean, it's something that Sony is dabbling in and we'll talk about it later with their Spider-Man verse where, you know what I mean? I think they're going to fail because it's Sony, but kudos for them for trying to take that risk where you have these movies that don't have to do with Spider-Man, but they are in the verse. So in the, in the justice league world, I guess is the overall verse, you have these little pockets of things that happen you know, I think Black Adam, whenever that comes about Shazam, that's going to be another thing, like a Doctor Strange. It just it just happened. It just happened off on its own. And eventually he'll show up. But at his first film, it really just, just has nothing to do with it. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, we'll see how, how it works. Uh, so let's unpack this next thing, though, which is its own pff, huge thing um yesterday they announced uh there's going to be a joker origin movie it's going to be directed by todd phillips who um was recently directed the movie war dogs i think the guy did hangover if i'm correct right you are correct um yeah todd phillips you know fucking hangover that other one with will ferrell and uh one of the wilsons um it's a good movie too, where they go to college again and they do frat parties. It's that movie. Oh yeah, God, that's bothering me so bad right now. That was like his first one. You're my boy, Blue. Anyway, so, uh, and then Mar- Martin Scorsese is going to be overseeing the movie, but the big zinger, which is not confirmed yet, is that it could not be starring Jared Leto. Um, and it's written by Glenn Ficarra and John. Rayqua, who are best known for their work on Crazy Stupid uh, Love and the recent uh, show that's won like a shit ton of Emmys, This Is Us. So just really, oh no, sorry, sorry. No. Actually, back up. That's two different things. That's actually yeah. the Harley Quinn and Joker movie. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, what you're getting at here is this first thing. Then, they, then they're like, oh, well, Jared Leto won't be the Joker might possibly not be the Joker of, of the origin story, 
but he's still in the DCU cinematic universe. So don't worry about that. He's in Suicide know. Squad 2. He's in Gotham City Sirens. Those yeah. are two confirmations he is in. And then right. possibly this jokey, joke, jokey, Joker and Harley Quinn movie, which is by the This Is Us and Crazy Super Love, which is crazy because those are both like super emotionally things. They're like dramedies. Yeah. I guess, I mean... So first of all, what do you think of Todd Phillips, Martin Scorsese, origin Joker movie? It's kind of weird. I, I'm st- I, I still don't know how I feel about it. Um, they are like, well, we're going to do this movie. It's going to be set in the 80s. It's going to be more like Scorsese's earlier films, like uh, Raging Bull, and give the character that kind of vibe. And it's going to be gritty. Um, but... My whole thing is that, I mean, a Joker origin movie, does it involve Batman? Um, Isn't it supposed to? <laughs> no. Depends on what they want to do with it, of course. I mean, the whole thing was the Red Hood and Batman knocking him into the acid, and, and then he becomes the Joker. So, I mean, this Joker probably doesn't. Isn't this Joker he's technically younger than Batman. Yes. Um, it's like Joker Jr. So we're, I guess we're thinking about this Joker as his rise to being a crime boss, but you're right. At the end of it, you would expect that Batman knocks him into acid. Well, it doesn't knock him, but he doesn't catch him and he goes into acid and there we go. Right. And then, so you would think that this movie trajectory wise would be first act shitty comedian gets involved with the red hood gang, second act red hood gang, uh, stuff. And then gets knocked into acid third act. He becomes a full blown crime boss, like fucking Scarface wrecks shit up. And then I guess just, I don't know how they end it, but it just ends with, you know, Batman and Joker, the eternal struggle. I can't see it's you know what I mean it's the same thing where like you really can't have a Joker movie without Batman and vice versa it makes zero sense to me you can't do it you just can't do it it's you can't have a movie without Spider-Man I think they're gonna try to do it but it makes no goddamn sense yeah I know I I don't know what to think it's 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 like we talk about the oversaturation and are you are these companies making the right decisions on on you know, films to be made. Uh, will it work? Will it matter? Like, I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. And because it's so young in its production in the first place, you know, that it that would probably fall apart anyhow within the next week. <laughs> I mean, all I'll say is this. Scott, sorry, Todd Phillips directing is a strange choice, but then it's not the craziest thing in the world to me. Like I'm okay with it. I think he's a capable director. Martin Scorsese being involved means the world to me. And I trust, I mean, the dude is in his late seventies or maybe early eighties and like still making insanely good movies. Departed is one of the greatest movies ever. So I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? And handling that character, I'm also okay with, but the story is going to be what's going on. The next thing with Joker and Joker, Jesus Christ, Joker and Harley, 
trying to combine their name to make jokey. It doesn't work. Um, <laughs> is like those, that team is like, okay, that's different. Not what I expected. I guess I feel like that should be like a Bonnie and Clyde type movie. I guess that's the way that I've always felt with those yeah. two. Um, and still without Batman, what would you do? Like Ben Affleck needs to be in every single one of these movies to make sense to me, and that's and that's the thing. So they're like, well, you know, for a Batman, maybe they film, are, dude. We don't know. We have no idea. But that's the thing. Is like, yes, put Batman in it. Sure, that works, and it's going to work, and it's it's the only thing that should work. Uh, but they keep reiterating that. Well, we don't want to go with the same formula for our Batman movie that that's been done. So it's like. You not they don't want to do a Joker film. Uh, they don't want to do the Joker in the Batman. They want to do something different. Um, so I mean, this is another way to go at that classic, you know, rivalry, or you know, and just do it from a whole different aspect. I mean, I can, like you said, at a Bonnie and Clyde movie, I, I would, I would dig that if it was well written and and by a good director. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so you know what DC as much as you know they improve their their cred with wonder woman they still uh, have a lot of uh, ground to make up so we'll see how justice league is and then we'll see how quickly the uh, cinematic universe falls apart if this movie is not good so yeah i mean i think they're just really like they have a shotgun they pack <laughs> it with every character that they have and then they shoot it against the wall and they go okay this is what we're <laughs> this we're doing. nightwing batman Dead- Joker, Joker and Harley, Gotham City yeah. Sirens. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a fucking Supergirl announcement. Where's Superman 2? Where's your Flash? Where's your Cyborg? Where's your Green Lantern? Like, can we quit announcing movies instead of making ones that we already fucking know? Yeah. Yeah. So, that's the bigger thing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, I have nothing to say Besides, I agree with you on that. I mean, it's it it is a little ridiculous. Uh, you'd made a comment earlier about um, how you know the Batman movie will be standalone without these other characters having influence on it. You know, not showing up. I mean, these, and then all of a sudden you see like the ideas for the Flash, and I mean the Flashpoint. Now that they're doing that, that makes a lot more sense. But before it was like, oh, it'll be a Flash and Cyborg in a movie. You know that you need these other characters to totally support your main character. And I, I I don't, I don't buy it. Well, you need that. You need somebody good to support a cyborg movie. I can tell you that. (laughs) Cyborg doesn't even need his own movie. They should just do a Titans movie and just throw him in there. They should just think they're not put him on the show because he looks totally out of place. Yeah. I also agree with that. (sighs) <sighs> All right, so let's go to commercial. Yep. There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi, over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Uh, got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. 
Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions right second. Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! All right, we are back from those commercials, and we're going to get into some Marvel news. Um, Big Bang Comics in Ireland is the latest in a trend of over 70 other retailers who will not be ordering lenticular covers for the upcoming Marvel event. I don't even know what the Marvel event is called. <laughs> Maybe that makes me a shitty it's reporter. But Legacy or Generations? It's one or the other. I, forgot I think it's it. both. That's I've seen both names. Actually, now, now that you say it, I think it's both. I think it's like Generations is like the event, and then Legacy is like the new Marvel Now thing. Yeah. So it's going to be Marvel Legacy. So I think you're right. I'm sorry. So I do know that. But point being is that these retailers are sick and tired of these variant covers. And um, the quote from Big Bang Comics, and I'm definitely paraphrasing, but you know, the retailer said that they've contacted Marvel. They've said, listen, we can't do this because Marvel is forcing them to buy upwards of 150% more than they would normally order in order to get those one in whatever covers. So they're forced to then buy all these extra covers and then keep a huge backlog of the regular covers. And then those lenticular covers won't be worth any fucking money in a year anyway. So it's something that we've touched upon many times, but you know, what are your thoughts? I just wanted to ask, was there anything in there where, so what DC did was they allowed the shop to, or they would buy back, um, buy back the extra comics uh, after it was like six, six to nine months after rebirth started. Uh, It would, they had learned their lesson from the, the previous launch of one of their lines that, Nobody bought it. So now they have this incentive where they would buy back the comics if, if the shop didn't sell it. No. So now we have this the opposite thing here where Marvel, of course, not giving a shit as usual about any, anything, um, comes out with, I mean, how much is the lenticular cover going to cost you? I mean, when God, I look no. at, probably five bucks. Yeah, five dollars. Uh, look at, here's another example. DC did, you know, with Dark Days, they did both. Uh, it was it was more expensive for the lenticular cover. Um, whatever, that's that's one thing. But uh, looking at this, I if you're not if you're not going to make everything lenticular, and you're just you know you're going to make it harder and harder for people to find them, and make it hard on the comic shop, then 
who wants to buy your shitty product project uh, product anyhow i saw this funny comment today about marvel and this whole this whole legacy thing it's like i think it was in regards to the thor uh the thor one with thor and lady thor on the cover and it was um that looks awesome though by the way i mean a lot of them do look really good but how is it getting back to your roots if you're still just using these characters that you've introduced in the last, you know, so, so many years here, I understand the whole concept of it's, you know, the character that it came from and now the newer version of it. Um, generations. Generations. I, I get that. But at the same time, isn't it the fact that a lot of people just don't care about these new characters as much? They want to go back to the classics, you know, uh, I don't know. I just, it's kind of, it's kind of strange to me. Yeah. Marvel is, I'll be honest. I haven't read Marvel in a while. Um, I've been reading about Mm -hmm. Thor, which sounds awesome. Same thing with, I mean, there's some of them I actually want to read like invincible Iron Man and stuff like that. Hulk sounds good, but I just like, again, I can't keep up with it. And, um, but the cover thing, it's been a gimmick. It's been going on for a long time. And I'm just happy that these retailers are putting their feet down and saying, you know what? We don't, we don't want to do it. That's a big mistake. So, not do a buyback. That's yeah. Just- I mean, yeah, I didn't say anything about it at all. And like, there's a huge quote on it. So you can read the article on um, the outhousers.com. Outhousers is one of the best, comic book resources it's literally the anti-comicbook.com they make fun of comicbook.com and comic book resources so much because of all their shitty clickbait articles and but the outhousers are a group of really dedicated writers um we don't quote them enough as far as like giving them credit but we do get a lot of their information they're a great aggregate of uh comic book news so apologies outhousers you guys are awesome and um keep doing what you're doing because it's smart. But, uh, Hey, moving on from Marvel's bullshit, shit. Defenders thoughts. Did you finish it? Chris hasn't. I finished it last night. I'm on episode six. I haven't had a chance to really bang it out. Um, I'm going to make this as spoiler free as possible. Okay. Um, I, most of you have have seen it by now. Uh, so, but I will say that I really enjoyed it. Um, I understand the problems with it, and I actually read a really good article uh, at the Complex today um, that laid out all the problems and everything. <laughs> everything they said was right. I just. Overall, I enjoyed it and I had a good time with it. And I think the action's good. I like the character interactions. Um, But like a lot of people are complaining mostly that it's a letdown in the sense that, you know, Marvel had this huge gamble um, doing what they did with uh, the Avengers, you know, coming up with all these separate movies and then bringing them all together. And it could have not worked. And the biggest complaint of Defenders is that, is that you set up these shows, three of them were amazing. The fourth one is pretty much shit. Everyone says it's shit. 
I never want to watch the series again, other than I love Colleen Wing, but that's it. Mm -hmm. But you know what I mean? Like, and then you bring them in together and you expected it to be this thing. Like they work towards it and it's the defenders and that's what we knew. And it doesn't have, excuse me, it doesn't have anything close to the same impact as the Avengers and hopefully what Justice League will do. Obviously they don't have the budgets and we get it, but the other resounding fact or I guess outcry was that these shows need to have shorter episodes that are better content that do not drag out the, the idea. And the problem with the defenders is that it took its idea from daredevil season two with the hand and then iron fist with the hand, which people hated. And it just dragged out that storyline. So 13, Daredevil, 13 Iron Fist, and then another eight with the Defenders. It's just it, that idea of the hand is just so long to get to a resolution. And it, I mean, like I said, every one of their complaints, I, I'll be honest with you, is right. They didn't really fix Danny Rand too much other than his fighting. But his character, people are constantly shitting on that guy left and right. <laughs> and admittedly so. They talk about how he's the worst Iron Fist, and they are right. He really is. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you get that flashback. My wife was saying this. Like, you get that flashback of that one Iron Fist, like, beating the shit out of, like, five dudes at once in, like, World War II times. And it's like, Danny can't even beat up Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> Daredevil destroyed him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. And he's supposed to be, like, one of the greatest martial artists in Marvel Universe. He's the immortal Iron Fist, yeah, mind you. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. Three more episodes. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, I, I, I enjoyed it, but, you know, um, yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't have the same oomph as you'd expect you want. with a team up like this. Well, I'm not, you know, I'm not super eager to watch the next episode every time either. And they're like, all right, this is cool. It's carrying along. So, um, you know, in all honesty, you know, they're saying shorter episodes, shorter seasons, you know, like this eight episode, eight to 10 episodes would be better because, you know, right. those shows always lose steam around seven or eight and they try to switch gears and it just kind of makes things, I use the word again, a little convoluted. So, Except for Jessica Jones, which got better. Yeah, Jessica Jones is great. They switch gears to better, but you know, I think I hate to always draw the comparison and there's a baby who agrees with me in the background. Uh, the, what they do on the CW with those DC crossovers, those are the things of legend. Those four episodes that they did last year, that was like, well, sorry, three episodes. Cause the first one really was kind of like a throwaway with Supergirl, but those three felt to me I was smiling from ear to ear more than I did during all of the defenders. No spoilers, but it just, it was just so cool. And the first time when we saw Barry and, and green arrow fighting each other in that first crossover, you know what I mean? It took me back to my favorite times of Buffy and angel crossing over where it was like, this just makes sense. And these characters, we know the Defenders should be getting together and, and we get it, but it doesn't, I'm not going to say it doesn't make sense, but it definitely doesn't have that 
wow, these guys are together and it's awesome and they're doing moves off each other and everything. It was just like, well, I guess we're uh, fighting the hand. <laughs> I guess that happened. <laughs> just punched some oh. ninjas. Yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah, Defenders is good. It's not great. Uh, one thing that we did get that was pretty cool uh, was that we got a Punisher teaser and an image. Um, not a date yet, but w- what did you think of that? Cool. <laughs> I mean, it was good. I mean, I want to see a full-fledged trailer. Yeah. Uh, the teaser, that teaser could have came out a year ago. Uh, six months, it could have come out at, at, at Comic-Con. I mean, it's like... Why did you wait until Defenders to put it out when you could have been put on a full trailer with Defenders and really getting people excited? Uh, so I also think it's going to come out in November. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I don't understand. Like, can we do this? Like, is this happening? Like, let's go. What are they waiting on? Because we knew the release date of everything else within six months of it, at least. At least. Yeah, at least. So, um, speaking of release dates. Um, Speculation a little bit, but uh, currently Jessica Jones and Luke Cage are filming. Um, they did announce that Daredevil is going to be filming in October mm-hmm. and Iron Fist is going to be filming in December. I think that means that we'll get a spring Jessica Jones, summer Luke Cage, and fall Daredevil season three, um, which means we get put into Iron Fist or as the outhouser said, or they'll just keep it in production so that we never see Iron Fist season <laughs> Which is unfortunate because if they go the right direction with it, then it, it would be awesome. But I mean, <laughs> still suffering. I mean, still suffering from the same things. It's kung yeah. fu. It's kung fu is a little better. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, listen, I, I just just go and do a heroes for hire show, and yes, be done with it. I mean, that's it. Yeah, uh, Luke Cage. An Iron Fist should never be a part. <laughs> like, for either one of their shows. I don't think that's what they're going to do. But Iron Fist, they really should be together. The only exception being is that if the if the Iron Fist show takes place entirely in Kunlun and does the Tournament of the Heroes, or the, at least the Guardians or whatever, but if that happens, then I will shut up as long as it's done well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that was another complaint in this article. And I also, yet again, I agree. It was nice that we got Luke Cage established in Jessica Jones. And it's kind of a shame that they didn't do it in the other shows. You know what I mean? That Jessica Jones didn't already meet Daredevil and Luke Cage didn't already meet Iron Fist so that it made even more sense. Um, and you didn't have, like, I was happy that it, you know, at three episode three that they all got together. But, you know, that was a huge complaint is that people were like, oh, it took four episodes for them to get together. I'm sorry, at the end of episode three, they are together in the elevator. It is. It happens. But like I it it would have made more sense and I think it would have been a cooler dynamic if you know what I mean, like these people had met. You know, it's not the same thing like we're Marvel where you gotta wait a year and a half for these movies to come out. You know what I mean? Like I no, no, I completely agree. I, I, I just, you know, using Matt Murdock as a lawyer, you know, bringing him in at the beginning of Defenders with Jessica Jones, that's, they should have done that 
way earlier when somebody needed a lawyer. You know, every time somebody needed a lawyer, Matt Murdock showed up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he should be showing up in the in the Marvel movies as as a lawyer. You know, so uh, you know they Marvel has a lot of work to do on their on their universe building in a way. Um, outside of most of the movies, you know, it just hasn't been cohesive. It hasn't been uh, strong. I would say. So, well, also, you know, when it'll be a really good will be when that and humans comes out and we see how much of a shit show that is. So, well, the other thing is that we talked about it on gourmet scum radio podcast, but Nick, and this could be all mm-hmm. hearsay, but Nick Fury is supposed to not be in black Panther, which is okay. That makes sense. But not in the two Avengers films. Like this, I don't even know how that's a real thing. That to me sounds like fake news, <laughs> like from Fox from, News, from the mouth of Samuel Jackson. Correct, but he's Samuel Jackson. Right. He can say whatever the hell he wants. But to me, I was just like when I read that, I was like, "Is this even real?" Because like, where is this guy? Where is he? It's impossible. You brought the Avengers together. You have to be in there, right? That's the one thing. And also, how do you say, "Well, this movie's going to feature over X amount of characters"? How do, how is he not one of them? So. Right. It's just stupid. Yeah, okay. I don't know about that. All right, so moving on, we're going to talk a little bit about Fox real quick. Gambit is starting over. Can you explain this one? That's all I know. And I just <laughs> wanted to put it in there because this movie just is never going to get made. So, Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's like Kingdom Hearts 3. We're never going <laughs> to see it. Uh, <laughs> you can show me all the shows you want Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. I don't believe you. Uh, okay, next thing, Sony. Uh, Nor- Norman Osborn may be appearing in the uh, Silver and Black movie with Silver Sable and Black Cat. Um, this is another piece of non-news. <laughs> exactly. But it's news, <laughs> apparently. Is it fake? Because it could be fake news. That's a movie that should not see the light of day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's all I want to say. I don't even want to say anything else about it. <laughs> Uh, next. Speaking of theater, <laughs> yeah, theater run for Inhumans has been shortened. Uh, no shit. Uh, here's what happens: supposed to be in theaters for two weeks, um, leading up to I think it was like the first weekend. Is it the first weekend in September? Yeah, for two weeks, right? It was supposed to be two weeks. And then, yeah, and then what happened was it got a hugely shit response at San Diego Comic-Con. Like, during the panel, if you watch it, people don't even clap when these actors come out. Nobody even cares. And then, it, sitting on, like, 43 million views or more on on YouTube comes up, and they're like, eh, we're going to do an IMAX release. Theaters are like, eh, see you later, humans. It, you get that second week release in IMAX, and, um, you know, we're guaranteed to make money then. So that's it. Inhumans looks like complete garbage. Scott Buck, uh, actually Scott Buck, showrunner of Inhumans and um, Iron Fist came out and said that he got hired to do Iron Fist because he knows how to make a movie or sorry, a TV show uh, fast and cheap. So, and that was his excuse for how bad it was and how he got fired. Uh, off of Inhuman season, or Jesus Christ, um, 
Iron Fist season Iron two. Fist. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just bad, dude. You don't just come out and say that shit. Like, do you want to keep working at Marvel? Or maybe he's just like, you know what? I'm probably going to get fired anyways because people don't like Inhumans. So I'll say what I want. He would. He he got he got re, he got removed from Iron Fist two. Yeah. Then the Inhuman stuff came out, and then he made the statement. So I mean, yep. he's got to protect himself too. I mean, I'm sure that's it's exactly it's the truth, and it's it's the proof is in the pudding right there. Well, we talked about it the other day. Yeah. Is that they announced these four characters early on the Netflix series? Iron Fist was amongst those announcements, and you had the prep time Marvel to make the show what you needed it to make it. And you didn't. And I don't know why. And I don't know what the budget constraints were. I don't know what it was, but like, it just, like they, they hired that guy. They didn't train him, uh, Finn Jones. And, you know, maybe he wasn't the right actor to begin with. And it just seemed like it was shoddily put together season. Um, so yeah, it just kind of, it sucks. <laughs> um, Lastly, in Marvel news, uh, Max Bemis, um, lead singer to Say Anything, uh, was um, announced to write the new um, Moon Knight series. I don't know if you know who Max Bemis is. I don't. And what is this, a Netflix series? No, comic. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yep. So, write the comic. But So, Max Bemis wrote this comic, his first comic called Polarity. And it's about a guy who suffers from mental health issues and takes like, like these drugs that turn him in, like, basically he can like do anything. He can think things and crazy things happen. And it's actually a really good comic and it's about his own struggles with mental health and taking drugs and stuff like that. I can't think of a better dude <laughs> to write because <laughs> Moon Knight is fucked yeah. as a character. And, um, I read this announcement. That's why I added it on here. I thought that was really good. Uh, that's Max cool. I mean, Demis, he's a good writer. I just, uh, did you read the Jeff Lemire run? That was the more Yeah. Recent. Also, obviously Jeff Lemire. That goes without saying that he's one of the best writers alive right now. So, you know, Moon Knight's yeah. a great character. Um, and I'm really surprised that there's not been any kind of movement on the, on the Netflix front. I mean, here's the thing. Maybe we should just re- kind of like cap it off here with, the Marvel, um, if Marvel Knights, yeah, I mean, let's let's start doing these more standalone shows. Like the Punisher is more standalone. Let's see, like let's 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 try some new. Uh, <laughs> let's try something new. <laughs> if you're getting the same responses, even you know, Defenders is good. You say, you know, Iron Fist was shoddy, um, and there's a lot of other critiques for the other shows. There's 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 not really any critiques on. Daredevil season one and Jessica Jones. Those right. two are, have not really been touched. A lot of people thought that Daredevil season two was disjointed, even though they loved it. Yeah. Page was loved for the first part of it and then shit on for the second part. And, you know, like all the complaints are true, even if I love Luke Cage. Um, and I love Daredevil season two personally, and that's because they introduced Punisher, but I think that, and the lecture, Jesus Christ, I think that they would benefit wisely from doing something like introducing a Moon Knight, introducing a Blade or a Ghost Rider into these shows, you know, in weird ways, and then seeing them do a limited series. Like, 
there's so many like there's there's shows on Netflix now that have four episodes mm-hmm. and like that's a season. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, Castlevania is one of them. Uh, the Mr. Show with Bob and Dave is another one where they just did four episodes or like or or six or eight. There's literally nothing saying or that for Netflix you can or a movie you can do whatever you want. So I think that things like that organically introduce these characters um you know one episode is just just like the comics just the one issue like there's blade like luke cage comes across vampires this other dude shows up and fights vampires with them it's like well that was weird (laughs) yeah i'm good with that watch that yeah i watch the shit out of it so we'll see what happens but uh moon knight definitely glad that Max Beamus has taken over as a writer uh, at Marvel, and that's his first time writing for one of the big two. Good luck. Interesting. He's been writing over at Image. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was Image, and I think he wrote. I think he wrote for Dark Horse too. So let's see if let's see how long it stays. Moon Knight doesn't have any consistent writers either. I think Jeff Lemire is like one of the longest. Yeah. That was um, like speaking of yeah, limited right? series, yeah. <laughs> Valiant. Um, they announced that on eight twenty eight, we're going to be getting a new trailer for Ninjak versus the uh, Valiant Universe. Um, it's going to be featuring Livewire, part of the show right now, and their new Secret Weapons uh, comic run. Um, and it's it's teased to be brutal, <laughs> a brutal trailer. So I'm excited. We we speak about it every single week, and they're coming up and these other guys should be getting a little scared damn right yeah did you watch did you watch the teasers no i didn't they're good they good yeah the bloodshot one is ultra violent it's good it it should be ninjax one of my favorite characters so i'm I'm excited about it um all right so let's go into some of the random shit um the snes classic came out and it sells out just like the NES Classic. Doesn't surprise me. Nope. Promises of uh, more stock. Promises of the ability to pre-order. Nope. Sorry, it's gone. It'll be interesting still. if they'll make it, if they'll make more. Um, still, one of the stupidest things ever is cutting short the production on the NES. It just it just makes no sense. It makes you money. You make more. Just do it. So, I, I don't know. Ugh, whatever. Um, can you tell me about this next one? I didn't read this. Yeah, so uh, Stranger Things uh, Season 3 was already announced, of course, in, in ahead of Seasons 2 release in October. Uh, and the Duffy Brothers are saying that there is an end in sight, and it will probably happen with Season 4. So, And again, eight episodes. Mm, They're doing yeah. it in eight, so they know what's up. So, I mean, I love shows that have... an clear ending to it uh it'll be we would love to see five six seasons but after a while you can't deliver the same uh oomph as uh as you can at the beginning sometimes so unless you're breaking bad correct yeah <laughs> break bad new we're doing five seasons and then we're done yeah. and they did it and it's perfect but it's very rare that that happens um Dolph Lundgren is returning to Creed 2 as Ivan Drago. 
That was announced today. Why the fuck not? Why <laughs> not? Cool. He's kicking ass in Arrow last season, so. Yeah. Um, did you watch Creed? I did not. I need to still. Creed is one of the best Rocky movies, boxing movie. I mean, it's just a really good fucking movie. And I'm really excited that Ryan Coogler uh, is directing Black Panther. And I'm excited that Michael B. Jordan is is in it. And I liked, I watched those two in uh, Fruitvale Station as well. That was a good movie. So I don't know if Creed 2 is directed by Coogler, though, um, because of time-wise with Black Panther. But still, to see Dolph Lundgren return to that role, I think that's, I think that's pretty cool. Definitely. So that will be nice. We'll break you. Um, last year, Chris and I had the good fortune of seeing John Carpenter live, playing his songs from his Lost themes as well as his actual themes. And now he's going on a tour this year, just playing theme music from his movies. And it's coming, tickets are on sale on the 28th. Oh, wait, no, 25th, 25th. So this episode will probably be out on the day that. Stay tuned. Check them out. You can probably buy tickets for John Carper coming near you. To right now. <laughs> right now. Um, one of the best shows ever. I mean, you're like one of the best concerts ever. That truly. So, if you get a chance, I tell you right now, if you like John Carpenter movies, um, please. Go. He's older. We lost George Romero recently. We lost Wes Craven last year. He's one of the greatest horror just slash filmmakers. I mean, he does the action movies too. I am so scared that Stanley and John Carpenter are going to be on the chop and block this year. If you get a chance to see him, I implore you, please go do it because you will not be disappointed at all. Very, very good show. Excellent. Um, finally, 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 Wizard is back. <gasps> Wizard is back. Wizard <gasps> magazine from the nineties is back, and it's going to be coming back in the form of a new digital service called Wiz Pop. Um, I don't know why. Oh, don't don't forget <laughs> to mention that there's a a quarterly print issue as well. Yes, there is. Um, you know what's funny was I read this and then I was like, I don't remember what Wizard did, so I had to go do my homework a little bit, and I read about the uh, the whole thing with Frank Miller. Uh, I read that, and then I started re- realize that they destroyed themselves. <laughs> Well, can I read this real quick before we get into that? So Wiz Pop, the daily video news service, will share the uniquely authoritative point of view wizard coverage, wizard covering the larger universe of all things pop culture. Um, In addition to standing as a daily digital presence, plans are in the works to return to the publishing wizard as a premium quarterly magazine. From casting calls to the drawing board, classic wizard magazine columns will be revived as web-based articles and regular video features. Um, And it's getting run by uh, Brian Walton, uh, the former editor-in-chief of Nerdist. And he brought Luke Thompson, who's also uh, from Nerdist, and Topless Robot, and Deadline, who has joined Wizard World uh, as an associate editor. Um, 
So go on with what you were saying about how they destroyed comics. <laughs> no, I, I want to know your aspect of it. I, so, you know, growing up, we read this a lot. We read the. Oh, my God. I still have them. I still have issues. I have like, my I toy fairs. I have a wizard. You know, it was, you know, we grew up in a time without the internet. And yeah. where did we get our news? We got it from wizard. We got it from paper. <laughs> so, uh, yes. so now they want to come and basically try to compete with Nerdist. Right. And don't forget a towel. Don't forget about them. Um, they're definitely trying to, I think their main goal is to take down. Don't forget a towel. Actually. That was, that's. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, those wizard bastards, their snarkiness. Um, Base. I'll be honest. So this is this is wizard. Wizard was the comicbook.com of its time. It made <laughs> spectacularly wrong uh, news, lots of hearsay. But during the time of no internet it was taken as gospel. So things got taken out of context. Release dates were announced wrong. Writers were announced wrong. Um, I actually loved the casting call portion of Mm -hmm. it where they casted, um, you know, if an X-Men movie were to get made, who would star? And I remember I still have that one. It was like Arnold Schwarzenegger as... Uh, what's his name? Colossus. Colossus. They did. They did cast Patrick Stewart as Professor X, and it came true. They also had cast Dan. Holly- oh, sorry. <laughs> I want to say they, they did cast Holly Berry as Storm as well. Did they? So, I think so. I think so. But, um, you know, and then I, the other thing is, is like, what? I was just. I remembered the Danzig as Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, it, it was just basically like they just made up stuff. Really, I mean, they. And I'm even. I'm actually on a. I'm on a message board right now where people are talking about how like they were like CBR before I even said that. I mean, and oh, another thing that they did is that they always had. Uh, these different covers, like hologram covers and stuff like that, that Jim Lee used to do. <laughs> um, it's just, you know, it's interesting that they're coming back. It's at a time where I just feel like they're going to overset. You know what I mean? Like, aren't they? Aren't they going to oversaturate things? Yeah. I mean, there's Nerdist. Yeah. There's Nerdist, there's CBR, there's Conflict Resources. I'm sorry, but uh, there's Nerdist. And that's, I mean, it's the only site that's comprehensive, <laughs> well-maintained, doesn't, like, mm-hmm. have ads popping up and, like... All geek site, mind you, face. because there's some other things that are good, but yes, all geek site, yes. Like, the conglomerate mega site is yes. Nerdist, and I mean, you can't compete with that, even if you you were the co-editor, you know, chief co-editor, whatever, of, of Nerdist at the point. It looks mm-hmm. like uh, you guys are all making a really bad career move, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, right. You're going to leave it and start Wizard. <laughs> and Wizard also, speaking of Wizard, Wizard World, which it kind of morphed into, is now also like 
getting shit on as being a horrible um, comic book convention. Like a lot of people are leaving him because of how much they charge people for a subpar show. Um, But yeah, I mean, they had something with that and they could have been, they could have done things right and been just taken bigger than read pop. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. So sorry to end the episode on a bad note, but wizard world is stupid and whiz pop (laughs) sounds dumb and it just seems like a waste of time. And that's it. <laughs> Absolutely. So not putting that in my bookmarks bar, telling that right now. No, absolutely not. Other than to make fun of it. Um, <laughs> so check out us. I don't forget to tell that count. The only place to travel geekly. Uh, guys, we have a new logo. Um, it's on our social media. It's not on our website. <laughs> but... The website sounds like fake but, news too, but it's it's coming. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. So we we celebrated our anniversary last month at the end of the month. Um, five years. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for coming to the website. We very much appreciate it. I don't think we've actually been able to say thank you uh, since the anniversary, but we very much are appreciative that you guys keep coming to the site and reading our stupid news and listening to our dumb voices. And, you know, we, we are humbled by it because definitely five years ago, <laughs> we were so excited to get one person, 10 people, a hundred coming to the site. And we were like jumping up and down and, you know, it was just the greatest thing ever. And to do this, you know, with my best friend uh, means a lot. Um, we've never fought so much in our last 25 years as we have been running this site, but <laughs> like, I think it's the only time we've ever fought is because of the site, but we, that's, um, that's passion and dedication right there. It is passion and dedication. We do give a shit about the site <laughs> very much. And, uh, that being said, you know, we are going to do a site relaunch. Um, we are going to streamline some things. We're going to change some things around. And I know we've been teasing it and we've been talking about it, but, uh, you know, careers and moving and all that stuff has kind of gotten in the way. But I will tell you, I will mark my words by year's end. The DFAT that you've gone to will not look the same. Um, we will get back on it. So. Expect some things and some announcements coming up in the future um, about that. But for now, don't forget to look the same as it has since 2014, because that's when we did the last resite or the last relaunch. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we are, let's see, we're going to, I'm going to RetroCon um, in October, and I will be reporting on that. It's the biggest East Coast game. Uh, or not game, I guess like pop culture con in the strictest sense, like 80s toys, I mean, are going to be there. They're really featured. It's a lot of toys there. So I'll be talking about that. Probably we'll gear that a little bit more towards Pursuit of Plastic. Um, maybe even do some some video stuff there. So stay tuned for that. Um, we'll probably make Clay write something about his trip to New York Comic Con, also in October. Um, which will be nice. I'm trying to think if there's anything in September, anything geekly that's really coming out, but I'm not sure. 
I don't know. We'll find out. Anywho, stay tuned, but keep listening. And uh, check us out on iTunes. If you go to iTunes, rate and review us, share us. And if you're an Android listener, um, uh, what are we using for that? Jeez, my mind literally. Which one? Stitcher. Stitcher. Sorry, my mind went blank. You can find us on other things like Podbean as well, but Stitcher is the one we recommend. Um, Anything else, Chris? Yeah, you can find us on MySpace. You can get a hold of us on Instant Messenger. Um, Match.com, OkCupid, Tinder. You're right. I forgot we're on all those now. You got ads on there, so (laughs) wipe right and look at DFET. (laughs) You have a match. Talk about how shitty WizPop is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's it. This is Casey saying, I really hope for a creature from the Black Lagoon movie. (laughs) (laughs) And this is Chris. We'll see you next time.